Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Essentially Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm your host. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, welcome. This is the third episode. So yeah, let's get let's get into it. So today I'm joined by a few amazing guests. In fact, I'm joined by my friends again. I'm joined by Ubi and I'm joined by Abdul. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Yeah. Hello. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's good to be back again. <laughs> yeah, good to be back. Unfortunately, we can't say, you know, we didn't win a trophy, so we move, yeah. I guess, right? We move, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move, yeah. So, guys, yeah, time to move. So, guys, we'll be reviewing the Carabao Cup final today, and then we'll be talking about what next. What's what's next? So, we're talking about the Luton match coming up in the FA Cup, and then we're talking about the Burnley match coming up in the Premier League. So. Yeah, guys, what's your take on the Chelsea match? This is not a question that anybody wants to answer, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you can actually bring po- positives from the match. We played well, but if I have actually noticed something with Chelsea. When they play too well, they don't score. Like, we were all over Liverpool yesterday. We were making runs, making chances, but I saw that we were... All of our chances were either too high up the pitch or something just messed up the attack. And I don't know what's going on right now, Chelsea, to be honest. Yesterday, sound we got... yeah, you sound I... sad. Oh, I've, been just, I've been sad. Like, I'm like, I've carried Chelsea with my heart normally. So if we lose, it takes me up to like two days or a day to get over it to, to mentally prepare for the next match you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even talk to most people when we lose. Like, I just sit down because I've actually been a Chelsea fan for as long as I could remember. So, them losing actually it actually hurts. Well, like as I said, I can't just be a sad throughout because we actually tried in the match. To be honest, mm-hmm. we created chances, opening Liverpool up like that, holding them back like that. I never expected us to do that, but we actually did our best. We were just unfortunate in that match. To be honest. It'll be what do you think? Well said, Abdul. Yeah, I actually agree with him. It's uh, of course it's heartbreaking. We lost the match. Obviously, it's an important cup, not as important as the Champions League, but it's still it's a prestigious cup, to say the least. Relatively, um, I guess. Relatively. Yeah, exactly. But there's some positives. Of course, we put a very powerful display. Our attack, defense, midfield transition was amazing. We actually scored three goals, all of which were offside, unfortunately, one by Lukaku, two by Havertz, and we created so many chances, and we just lost due to lottery, which is the penalty kicks. Obviously, 10 goals our uh, outfield players scored until it took it down to the wire with Kepa. Unfortunately, he missed it. No blames on him. I mean, it's a big moment. He's a goalkeeper after all. But yeah, great display overall, in my opinion. For me... I was disappointed. I mean, like you said, you know, it's, you know, it's the Carabao Cup. I mean, for me, I said it's Carling Cup, but it's Carabao Cup rebranded and stuff. So, I mean, it's a trophy, yeah. But I, first, for me, the bright side is I'd rather lose the Carabao Cup than lose the Club World Cup because it's so exactly. difficult to get to the Club World Cup. So, like, that's the positive for me. But then again, it's Liverpool. I always like to beat Liverpool, but I mean, yeah. we can't get too greedy, I guess. We already won two trophies this season, so... I guess we can give Liverpool one and then, you know. <laughs> There's still more <laughs> to Liverpool come, one. right? Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But, but do. It's not bad. Do. 
Yeah, kind yeah, of. It's not bad. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I was gonna say like on the last episode, you were like, "Yeah, there's nothing Macy Mouse can do to make you angry." But I see people insulting Kepa on Twitter. But we all know who the culprit is meant to be. We all know it's Macy Mount, right? Yeah, it's him. But at the same time, we cannot just blame him because it's not as if he missed all the chances in the match. He, technically, he, he did. Technically, but he did. He missed he all the chances. He means, he means the greatest chance. Chances, I not chance. I have never chances. been disappointed in Mason Mount until <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday. I was so shocked. Like, I was wondering, was it Mount that was playing or it was another player? <laughs> on a regular, he would have blasted that goal that hit the crossbar. Mason doesn't place, if you have known him. He's someone that shoots the ball. Like, so much force. I was so confused, like, why was he trying so many different things yesterday? Why was he not playing the way he normally does? Well, I guess he was trying a new technique and he has realized that that's not his technique, to be honest. He was just not, not it yesterday. Even for when they moved him from the pitch, you could see that his impact was not even too much when he was subbed out of the pitch yeah. for who replaced him, to be honest. Because I even saw that when Lukaku came on, he was even... Lukaku was even trying, to be honest. Most people were like, I was in the house watching the match with my dad and his lawyer. So, yeah. they were now, I, he was not like, oh, he doesn't like Lukaku. But when he saw Lukaku playing, he was like, ah, so this boy can actually do something with himself. I was left <laughs> shocked that Lukaku could impress. And I, it, was, it, was, it was a good sign from him, to be honest. Uh, I mean, Ubi, what do you think? Well, I think, look, overall, our players put an amazing display, as I said before. Now, if you want to talk individually, of course, Mason Mount missed two obvious opportunities, especially the second one, because he was one-on-one with the keeper. To be fair, he beat the goalkeeper, he got past him, but then the ball hit the post, which it was not even a well-struck ball. So in my opinion, he should have done better, at least with the second chance. The first chance, let's be honest, the cross from Havers was amazing. But then it was fast-paced. He maybe didn't even expect it this way. He just shot it on the volley and he just couldn't control it. He had a bad ball control, let's say. It's more excusable, let's say, compared to the second chance. He really, really should have scored. I mean, he just hit the bar like that. It's unacceptable. Whereas Lukaku, to be fair, the the moment he was subbed on, I think he made a little impact. To be fair to him, he scored a goal. He made an assist to Havertz, which was cancelled due to offside, of course. But like he was working off better than uh, previous matches, in my opinion, at least. He's been a bit better. Maybe the the fact that Tuchel rested him the previous match made an impact, a positive impact on him. So I don't know. Maybe the big Lukaku will be back soon. Who knows? For me, I see as uh, he got benched the last match, so he has to prove a point for me. So he put in more efforts than he usually would, I suppose. So, Probably. but I mean. I guess he had a he had an okay game for me. It wasn't too good. It wasn't too bad, you know. Yeah, it was a solid seven out of ten, in my opinion. I'll say six, but agree to disagree. For yeah, me, okay, I feel like... okay, fair enough. <laughs> you don't just like Lukaku. You, no, you, everybody not... knows at this point. Everybody knows at this point it's more of you than Lukaku right now. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You, you, even if Lukaku was to impress you in the whole match, I strongly believe that your opinion of him wouldn't change until he does it for at least 10 to 20 matches in a row. But, no. oh well. 
We'll find out. We'll find out. Don't worry. We'll know. I just feel like he didn't really do too much. Like, what annoyed me was when he came on and then you could see the difference in our pressing system. Like, when Havertz was on, you could see the energy and everybody was like, uh, you know, their centre-backs didn't really have time on the ball. But once Lukaku came on, it was like, oh, you know, they were pressing yeah. and then, like, Van Dijk and Matip had so much time to pick their passes and stuff. It was quite annoying. But it is what yeah. it is, I guess. He's not as agile yeah. as Havertz. This also gives the chance for defenders to get back at him, you know, since he's really heavy on the ball compared to Havertz. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it sounds crazy, but I wish Havertz could play false. I wish Havertz could play nine and then Lukaku could play where Havertz was playing. It sounds crazy, but I wish that was the case. Well, I'm not but sure if right. Lukaku is capable on the wing. He, as I said, he's really heavy and you need to be agile for you to be good at the wing and stuff. So guess what, guys? Guess what? We're joined by Manuel. Manuel, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Wow, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, what's up, Manuel? <laughs> I'm good. So he's in from Ghana. So we're here with Abdul and Ubi. So he came he sort of came at the right time, I guess. We're talking about the we're talking about the match, like we're doing a review on the match. What do you think? What was your what was your analysis or verdict on the match? For me, yesterday, I was very, very emotional. I won't lie to you guys. <laughs> yeah. I was very, very, very emotional. Yeah. And like, <sighs> you don't understand how hard it is to put your emotions <laughs> when your club loses into words. Like, it's not something yeah. you just want to put into words. Because, like, I, I have noticed all Chelsea, all Chelsea fans are actually very, very passionate about the club. Even... If the even if you know you have never been to the club stadium before in real life or met any of the players, but you just supporting them gives you one kind of emotional attachment, and I'm, it's very hard for anyone to actually talk about it. To be honest, I feel him. Yes. I feel him, bro. You just look at look at the chances uh, this guy got. Messi Mount. Yeah, we'll just talk about him now. Can we what pity Messi Mount? Everybody no, has no, no, no. No, no, everybody no, like me, 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 for instance, me, I'm not harsh on Messi Mount. Because he doesn't do this often. Like Relatively, yeah. He don't get those chances and he missed them. Uh-huh. And someone was saying Messi Mount, like they are underrating the guy. But actually, the guy is a young guy coming up. And like, look at how he's playing. Yesterday, the second chance that he got, like uh, immediately... Uh, the second half started. I can see that if you see like how he even played the ball, like in his mind, there is someone coming. So there was what this pressure on him for him just to kick the ball quickly. If you watch the match very well, you realize that that's what happened. And he's not someone like who often score like that. Okay, to calculate the ball well. Me, for instance, for that ball, if it were to be Lukaku, Lukaku wouldn't have missed that ball because he's yeah. a striker and he knows yeah. how he would play. Whether uh, this guy. Kai Havert and uh, Lukaku, they would have scored that ball easily. Yeah. But Messi Mount, like, yesterday, it wasn't his day. It wasn't his day. Yeah, same it as Kepa. Same as Kepa. Yes. No, Kepa, like, you guys should, if, to what I'm coming to say right now, if it will hurt any of you, you guys should forgive me. <laughs> Kepa, Kepa angry yesterday. I won't lie to you. He won't show it on his face, but in his mind, he's very, very angry. He was angry yesterday. Yeah, because to, before the match, before the match, mm-hmm. he was saying yeah. that he deserved to start. Uh-huh. He deserved to start, and you didn't start him. I, I know, I know. Definitely, they will have conversation. They will have a meeting. 
who in which he will agree that okay Mendy should go but in his mind he is the one who is supposed to go you see what Liverpool did they were fair with their keeper they didn't change their keeper just because he's final but why would you change just because he's final you see and this one too if Mendy were to would have been in the pool something would have happened Mendy would have saved some of the ball I Kepa, guess Kepa could have saved three penalties yesterday uh, uh, look at Van Dijk's penalty he could have saved it uh, Kater's penalty he could have saved and Fonati yeah. and just look at how Kepa kicked the ball you guys think <laughs> in his like in mind in his in mind would he intentionally kick the ball like that I feel he was just unlucky because it's the same scenario as the Super Cup and to be honest no. I don't feel like I don't feel like Kepa would have saved what Mendy saved yesterday in the match. I don't think he would have been capable to do those saves because there were some big saves. Especially that last header. I don't know if you guys remember that last header. Yeah, Van Dijk's header. It was yeah, an amazing I don't think, save. I don't think Kepa would have saved that. No, he would have advocated shot. Kepa wouldn't have saved that ball. Uh-huh. And look at my, the second shoot from uh, this guy, Mane too. Kepa wouldn't have yeah, saved Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. You see, so me, when the match was, I mean, I didn't watch the uh, extra time because yeah. I was, I was very, very upset and like, I can't continue. So I just off my data and I was asleep. Mm-hmm. The time I was there that they were playing the penalty, I went bathing. Me, I didn't even care. What? You didn't watch? <laughs> I was, I was, me, I can't watch. I don't watch penalty, especially for Chelsea. Yeah, I know. It's difficult, but still, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You're wow, a brave wow. man. You're a brave yeah. man. Ubi, what was your... How are you feeling when the penalties were about to start? Honestly, from the seventh penalty, I felt like we're not going to win. So I mm. knew it because it's taking so long. If Kepa were to save something, he would have saved it a long time ago. We know how Kepa, how good he is with penalties normally. But as Manuel said, maybe it's mind game. He was angry, etc. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in his mind, obviously. But like, I think it's very unfortunate, especially the Van Dyke. I also agree with Manuel. He was literally standing next to it. He even left yeah. his uh, left side, like yeah, the left side yeah. of Kepa, empty in order yeah. for him to jump at it. Okay, it was a bullet from Van Dyke, but like still, same with the Konate, I think. He actually touched it, but his hand wasn't um, hard enough to, you know, stop yeah. the ball and not bend over. So, yeah. like, he did some mistakes, especially the, the shot, the penalty shot, the 11th, uh, you know. It was like a goal kick shot. It was very high up and not yeah, concentrated it was really at all. Yeah, really bad, yeah. Exactly. Really bad. And someone with his experience, he's been with Chelsea for several seasons. Um, it's not his first final, so okay, maybe he was stressed. But like he's done this before. So it's not an excuse in my opinion. But hey, um, I don't blame him for the loss, although he's the one that shot the ball high to the sky. But it's not his fault, I think. It's mainly just not being, and... yeah, in general, not being clinical in front of goal, uh, yeah, not definitely. having enough composure. Mm-hmm. Thus, the Mason Mount second chance loss. He didn't have enough composure. As uh, Manuel said, he was like scared, is in mind, mind game, etc. Again, about Mason Mount, which I agree with. That he just has no composure, which is unlike him because we know Mesemat how fluid he is on the ball. Uh, his defensive work rate as well was good enough. It, well, normally it is, but yesterday it wasn't actually. He made some silly fouls in the first half against Mosala, gave him some free kicks, but luckily for us, Mosala just bottled that chance and just couldn't score from free kicks, which he's usually famous. 
with his amazing free kick goals. But anyways, but yeah, just that's my verdict on this uh, loss. It's really emotional. It's really hard to take. But as I said before, that let's try to take some positives from this match. The positive was that we were one unit. We did amazing display. Our transitional play was good, especially in the midfield. Mateo Kovacic, I think he was one of the best outfield players. Yeah, minus yeah, Mendy, yeah. because Mendy was amazing. We all agree on that, of course. Yeah, yeah. But like in terms of outfield players, I think Kovacic has to be the one. He's been amazing. He's been literally everywhere, in my opinion. No, he, Same he with had a very uh, good game Silva. He Indeed, had a very yeah. Good game, yeah. Same with Thiago game. Silva. His goal line uh, save. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was going out, but nonetheless, I mean, let's not find out. I think it was a very good um, goal line uh, clearance. A yeah. very good one. And, I mean, the man is 37, and look at how far he ran to get that ball. It's incredible. Amount of desire. Exactly. He's even Amount better than CR7, which has the similar age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At this true, point. true. True, true. So, okay, Abdu, what was the moment of the match for you? Or maybe I'll ask you guys a man of the match. Man of the match and... Moment of the match, or moments to that for you in the match? The man of the match for me, it would be a tough one to choose because I don't feel any Liverpool player deserves the man of the match. I feel like Definitely it's either not. between Kovacic or... I can't even say anyone apart from Kovacic, to be honest, because really? he was literally over the, all over the pitch yesterday, making tackles, making chances. Yeah, Kovacic was, was man. No the moment. moment of the match yeah, was when uh-huh. Kepa... Played a penalty as a goalkeeper. <laughs> that was the moment what, of it. What was the reaction? What was the reaction? Like when he actually took the penalty, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know he was about to take it because I was talking to I think my cousin. So yeah. I just turned over and announced the ball like huh? I'm like, have you already played? I just saw the ball going like outside. Like, and I started hearing yeah. players shouting and I knew it was I knew it was Shit. over. And Liverpool wow. fans were feeling so determined. Like, they felt so proud of the win. As if they did so much against us to win that match. Like, yeah. as if they deserved the win. I don't know why they were so proud yesterday. Oh, it's no. very, very funny for me. Because I, yeah. I was seeing so many comments as if they were so proud. Because in that match, they didn't even do anything. They had less chances. Jastar player Musala was looking like a small boy to Antonio Rudiger and they are here shouting all over the place. I was yeah, like, what? Lu- like, Luis Diaz, Lu- Diaz troubled um, Chaluba, in my opinion. Chaluba. Yeah, he troubled Chaluba, yeah. but Chaluba actually still gave him a tough time, ne- nevertheless, to be honest. I say I that know. Liverpool's attack, apart from that many chance and maybe the goal from that offside, their yeah. match was just clean, was not even interesting. Like, if I was a Liverpool player, I wouldn't have even felt it, to be honest. They didn't do much. Uh, I was going to come to Manuel. Manuel, what do you think? Who was, your, who was the man of the match for you? Yeah, moment of the match? For me, man of the match is in between three players for me right now. Okay. Which will be hardly for me to choose. That this one will be okay. Kai Havert, Kai Havert, uh, Kovacic, and Mendy. Mm. But for me, I think they should give it to, like, my final decision. I'll give it to Mendy. Yeah. Because he was he kept done. Yeah, he saved us a lot. A lot. He was incredible, fantastic. Yeah. True, true. So, what moment stood out for you? What moment we had you like? Moment of the match for you? <laughs> when Messi hit the post ball. <laughs> see, I was watching. Okay. See, I stood up like this and nearly collapsed. 
What? <laughs> I just, I just fall, I fell on the bed. Like I didn't know. Like I'm, on, I was on the bed. I didn't. Wow. <laughs> Emotional. I, I was lost. I was lost. I was like, how? How? Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Me too. I, I stood up. I, I stood up to celebrate. You know, and I saw the ball bounce back. I was like, shit. I just went straight to Twitter. You know, but it's okay. Ubi, how about you? What was who was the man of the match and moment of the match for you? Well, as I said, I think if I have to give it to someone, it has to be Mendy. The moment mm-hmm. was, uh, of the match for me was when Mendy saved the ball twice off of, I think, yeah. uh, Mane. And uh, the previous one, was it Keita who, who made the shot from outside yes, the yes, box? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so yeah. like Keita and then, and then Mane. This is amazing. This is 100% goal. I, I have no idea. It was like Superman, you know? He just jumped like that. He fills in the goal really nicely. He has his presence. He has leadership. And it's funny to think, even himself said, like, a few years ago, he was, like, a worker in, like, um, a factory or something. He was not even a professional. And then suddenly he is who he is, which, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper in the world. Yes, better than Donnarumma. So, PSG fans, please do not come at me. Just <laughs> Donnarumma is nothing compared to um, Mendy. Mendy, in my opinion. Yeah. So, it has to be Mendy, man of the match, and his moment as well, saving the two shots, as I said. True, true, true. Yeah. I, I would say, moment of the match for me was uh, the one, the double save as well. And I'll say Mendy was man of the match. I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that's for me. That's for me. But yeah, yeah well said, man. And guys, did you see yeah. uh, Manny's face after uh, the save from Mendy? <laughs> no, but I'm he sure I was at, like... He looked, at, he looked at Mendy and he was like, what? This guy? I know, I right? Wonder. <laughs> no wonder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was surprised. I mean, that's what you get. That's his keeper in Senegal anyway. So he should know. He should know what's up. No, it was an incredible match, to be honest. Like, very incredible. It's just unfortunate we didn't win. But like I said, I, I'm happy that it's a Carabao Cup, aka Carling Cup, as opposed to like a FIFA Club World Cup or Champions League, even FA yeah. Cup as well. You know, I'd rather have it that way. So, I mean, congratulations to Liverpool. Hopefully, we meet them again and get our revenge. But it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's really funny. Quick note here on Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny mm-hmm. that we've met them three times this year already, and all of which Wrong. were drawn. Yeah, one, one, yeah. two, two, and nil, nil. Like, we tried everything with them. It's kind of funny. I mean, for me, that it shows the brilliance of Tuku. Because Liverpool are the best attacking team in Europe right now, even better than Man City. I mean, relative. I mean, uh, arguably better than Man City in terms of attacking wise. But we kept them yeah. short for 100, 120 minutes. I feel that's such a great achievement. <clears throat> yeah, the difference between them and Man City is that they have a recognized number nine, or should I say, number nines, like multiple, because you know Salah, Mane, and Firmino, the three of which yeah. can be uh, number nine, really. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. What do you guys have to say about the match again? Because I'm, th- I'm thinking of moving on to the next. I feel like we should Please. move on because we are just getting more hearts broken. The month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really sad, uh, man. Moving it's on just the, It's just the Carabao Cup. I mean, then again, it's Wembley, man. I mean, hopefully we never get to play at Wembley again, but it's Wembley. We have such bad luck with Wembley. I don't know how many times. I don't times get why. I mean, like four times or something. Wembley I feel was... like we changed the venue. Like, we should just play. Wembley, Wembley was home away from home. home. Wembley was home away from home for us a while ago. That was that was then. Now it's not yeah. more home away from home. It's punishment <laughs> away from home. <laughs> Don't worry. 
All right. But what do you guys think about people saying, you know, if if Kimendi was there, I'd have kept it. I, I feel it's not fair because I feel like this is the game plan. And it worked against Villarreal. And it was the same game plan we're going to use against, uh, what's, that, what's that club name? Al-Hilal. Sorry, uh, Palmeiras. So I don't think it's a genuine argument to have left. I mean, yes, you can say Mendy was on form, blah, blah, blah. But it's always the plan to bring in Kepa. So what do you guys think about that point of view? Really, I feel like you can't say that Mendy would have blocked anything, to be honest, because we have all watched Mendy at penalties. He finds it hard even read them. So I feel like us bringing on Kepa here, at the same time, I feel like we should have started Kepa because if Kepa's mindset was like, okay, these people had faith in me to start this final and we actually eventually get up to that penalty, I should show them my words. You get like, it will give him that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. But as Emmanuel, as Emmanuel said, mind games come to play when you're not given that trust from the get-go and you're now played when they like during that time so it's make you feel a bit somehow but if he actually started that match i feel like yeah. if he went to penalties yeah his mindset would have been different and he would actually have done better than he did because when he just had that penalty straight it would, have, it would give him more pressure one and his confidence that the team couldn't even play him from the beginning would overcome everything as well so he would have had too many things racing through his mind if you get what i mean for me, if he started the match, he'd have not even gone to penalties. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, I also yeah. think so. Yeah, because because that shot from navigator, eh? like that shot, that shot from navigator, like I'm not sure. Uh, uh, this guy Kepa would have even made an attempt to save that ball. He will not. And the second shot, he cannot even get it. Like, and the header that last. I don't know if you remember that last minute header and it took so long to clear the ball. Like, I don't think Kepa would have saved that. Yeah, yes. He couldn't Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I think, as Manuel said, if Kepa started, we wouldn't even reach to two penalties. So the argument of if Mendy stayed, I think he could have saved at least once. Maybe not saved, but maybe he could have made the Liverpool players maybe scared a bit more because they know he's in form. He's a big goalkeeper. He's been saving left right and center compared yeah. to Kepa who just came and he looked shaky so I'm not sure yeah. if this argument is even making Probably. sense anymore yeah. but yeah just uh, I think maybe he should have stayed uh, Mendy so kept he Mendy. deserved to no, but he deserved to but that's what I'm saying it was always the game plan though like if you remember Villarreal as well there's a game, there's a game I mean, plan True, but plan. also, if I mean, I agree that Mendy has a really awful like penalty record, minus with Senegal, he was a champion, of course. But yeah. uh, he never saved the penalty with Chelsea, only the one with, uh, if you Aguero. remember, Aguero. Aguero yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think if we never give him a chance, he will never improve. So if we keep doing this a plan of you know changing him in the last second, putting Kepa instead for penalties, he will never improve. And in order for him to be a very complete world-class goalkeeper, he needs to stay. He needs to make a mistake, learn from it, and then maybe have more training drills to help him have better reflexes. I don't know if it's about that even, but maybe study where the players shoot. Is it right? Is it center, etc.? I think this should uh, improve his uh, game. So I think he should have stayed for that reason alone, for sake of improvement and being a legendary uh, goalkeeper at Chelsea. Similar to Czech, actually. Yeah. All right. Manuel. What do you think about the Lukaku's offside? What do you have to say to the referee or hey, whatever? If 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 that ball was an offside, 
then I think <laughs> what uh, Rodrigo did against Everton should have been penalty. Definitely. They were both onside and it was a penalty. Definitely. So yeah. it just it shows how corrupt corrupt the Premier League is. Like is Premier League is corrupt, but I swear, bro, they are they are against Chelsea. I don't know what Chelsea have done to these people. They are against Chelsea. Do, do you think it's because they disallowed Liverpool's goal? So they're trying to be even? Do you think? No, no. But what Van Dijk actually did is not the right thing. Obstruction of play, right? Rhys James was actually going to attack for that ball. And you were holding the person whilst you are offside. Yeah. So, it, it's definitely like... It's, me For me, I would even say it's a foul ball. I wouldn't say uh, offside. I would say it's a foul ball. Yes. If I were to be referee, I would take foul ball. Because you were holding the person. The person was trying to run. Like, if Rhys would have get there early, that ball would have been a corner ball or something else. Yeah, true, true. Yes, so it's like you blo- you were blocking him. So for me, I would I wouldn't have take offside. So that I'll, it would be fair that okay, it was a foul ball. Ubi, what do you think? What do you think about Lukaku's offside goal? Well, I think as a goal, like in general, it was a nicely struck uh, shot. So credits to him. But I think he should have like okay. I'm not trying to say the the referee decision was correct. I, to me, it doesn't look like offside. But oh well, let's just say it is. Maybe mm-hmm. Lukaku should have uh, kept his arm down because I think his <laughs> finger was offside. <laughs> no, and but I mean, you can't score your finger though. That's the thing. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I, I was saying the other day that the the offside rule of the, your fingers and arms makes no sense because you don't use your arms in football, uh, you know. So I just don't understand how's your finger or your nose or whatever is can be offside. If it's your legs, makes sense. But if it's your fingers or nose, <laughs> it makes no sense to me. But but anyways, the, the shot was really nicely struck. Uh, it was a nice goal, but hey, it was disallowed. So, but in regards to what Manuel said about like um, the, the offside goal, what do you think? He made a very good point. Do you know the goal Liverpool scored? Yeah. Uh, sorry, you're talking to who now? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Ubi. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with Manuel. made a very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh Because he was holding uh, Rhys James, and clearly James was uh, going to mark, I think it was uh, Mane. So if he didn't hold him, he would have just blocked it. Maybe it would have been another, uh, what do you call, corner for Liverpool. Because, you know, I think I can imagine he would have jumped and kicked it out for a corner. I mean, James. But yeah, it should have been a foul. It was called off for offside, I think. He was offside, but to be fair, the, the pass from Arnold was to towards uh, Mane. And Mane himself was not offside because he came in mm-hmm. late. He was mm-hmm. running at the ball. Mm-hmm. But n- never to say the least, it was definitely uh, like a, what do you call, like a foul. So yeah. Yeah. Abdul, so moving forward now, what do you think? What do you think will happen? Because we have Luton, we have Luton and Burnley next. I feel like we should use Luton Town to to actually like get our players back into mm-hmm. um form like shape. People like Rich James should be given more minutes to play in that match. Mm-hmm. People coming off little injuries, little knocks should just be given some minutes in that match. Also, Jorginho should be given some minutes because he hasn't been playing for a while right now. Yeah. Kante should be rested a little. Kante and Kovacic should be rested a little. They can go with the midfield of Jorginho and of Tuschik if, if that's... Or Saul. That's not. 
Saul as yeah. well. Saul should be given some time. I feel like he wants to actually be better. But it's just the mix is not being given. Yeah, then maybe Harvard should be getting a little rest. Timo Werner should be given a good start for, for that match. Timo yeah, Werner. Horrible yesterday, man. Yeah, but he hasn't been playing as well, so it's... Nah, he just be, it was he should just be given. He should be given those minutes against small teams like that. If you can even get a goal, you might boost up his encouragement. You get... We're not doing it just because he's not performing. We're doing it because he needs that encouragement you get. Like, he needs that... That, that that knowing feeling that he can be better, even if it's against a small club. But we shouldn't take them for granted because it's English football. Anything can happen. It might, yeah. might shock you. But like at the same time, we should give some of our players a little bit of rest. Thiago Silva should be rested. I'm not sure if Rudiger should Definitely. be rested first. No, but Rudiger should, should be rested. Thiago Silva should rest yeah. as well. So, we Maybe have Chaloba like, uh, and Chaloba, man. God, I forgot to tell you guys, Chaluba really annoyed me yesterday, but I don't want to go too much into it. But it's just weird how Werner is so bad. Werner wasn't this bad last season. What do you guys think? Now he's really bad. Yeah, he's actually bad this season. Like, he's not even doing what... At least last season, he got assists, he got some goals, but this yeah. season, he hasn't been able to get any of that. But well, okay, let's say 2022. Time. Let's say 2022, because, I mean, he scored those two goals against Zenit, but let's say 2022. He has been really yeah. bad. He hasn't just gotten his his little form. He's not a big form. That little form he has, he hasn't gotten it back. Maybe just it's just a matter of time. As I said, he needs to be given some encouragement against a club like Luton Town. Give him a start. Yeah. Him, let him perform. Let him grab a goal, grab an assist, and you might know, you might never know what might do his confidence. The world of good. Yeah, hopefully. Manuel, what do you think about uh, Werner and Jorginho? Apparently, I'm hearing Jorginho is finished at Chelsea because he hasn't started for a few games now. But also about Werner, do you think Werner is finished as well? Timo Werner, this season, I, I, I can see some changes in Timo Werner. Do you know why? why? Because last season, Timo Werner cannot hold ball and control ball very well. But this season, what much was in the Champions League when he came on uh, uh, against Lille? That little uh, minute that he got, you can see that Timo Werner was able to hold ball, dribble, control ball very well. That's mm. why I said that. No, Timo Werner, like he has changed. Like they need to, he need more time to play. Mm. Mm. You see, with his new style, he with his new style of football, when you mm. give him like more chance to like more minute to play. Timo Werner will be very, very good. Because me, I can see he has learned from his what last season mistakes and like he wants to like overcome all those shames that like he was getting. So like and this season too, he's not getting that time to play. He's not getting much minutes. I mean he's not getting it. He's not getting it. So me, I think they should be starting or you should be play, like even in 40 minutes, like yes, they should be giving him 40 minutes in every game. And uh, me, I believe in Timo Werner. No matter how <laughs> you think Timo Werner is poor. See, Timo Werner will create chances for you right now. Like, he will create... Look at... Was he in the listing? Even in the Champions League final. Yeah. He gave uh, Kai Havertz that listing. That room to, like, that space to run. He was taking the defender upwards. And who... Someone who was down here taking... And this guy was in the middle. If not because Timo Werner would have been there... Like, Kai Havertz wouldn't have taken that ball. They would have taken it from him. 
So Timo Werner, he deserves some credit. Me, he's not finished. And Jorginho, one thing I hate about Jorginho is that Jorginho, when he loses ball, Jorginho won't run after ball. He will allow the player to take the ball away from him. That's the only thing I don't like about Jorginho. When you lose ball, try and watch. Like, run after your opponent so that, like, your opponent can be, like, you will be thinking, okay, he's chasing me. He's coming for the ball. Mm-hmm. You see? But if you leave him, you are giving him confidence to go with the ball. And one, two, three matches, I've seen that, like, repeatedly. And which, that's the only thing I don't like about him. But apart from that, like, his ball, interception, and other stuff, I like it. But you think that's why Tukul has been selecting him? Because he has not really been on form, right? Georgina. Yeah, I think so. But maybe there is something else too, which we, we don't know. Because it's not everything <laughs> that they will come out to say. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. All right, let me come to Ubi. So, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion, if you may ask, um, of course, uh, Werner in Leipzig, he used to be a number nine. Mm-hmm. But in Chelsea, he's been transitioning slowly but surely to a left winger, more or less. So his dribbling was better. His passing, uh, his passing was way better. His crossing as well. His finishing is still bad. That's why I think Tuchel decided to put him on the wing, on the left wing, to be fair, because he's right-footed. So he can cut on his right foot and maybe cross or pass it, lay off to Havertz or whoever is in the box. Yeah. So he's he's going through this transitional uh, period of time. Let's say moving from number nine to a winger is not a is not an easy task. What helps um, Werner is his pace. Of course, to to be on the wing, you need to be fast. Pace is almost uh, very important on the wing more than anything else. Pace and yeah. dribbling. Um, and for Jorginho, I don't think he's finished. Maybe it's about he's been overly used. Lately, so Tuchel is just resting him to avoid a long-term injury. Maybe it's a tactical decision rather than he's finished, in my opinion. Because I still think he's a good uh, player. Because what makes him different than Kante, for example, although Kante is better defensively and has better pace, but Georgina, there's something good about him. When we're playing three at the back, he sometimes, if you notice, drops as a left centre-back. When Rudiger uh, does the overlapping run to the fo- uh, forward, you see, he leaves a space, right? So then Jorginho drops as a left center back, of course, just for a few seconds or a few minutes maximum, to cover up for uh, Rudiger. That's why Rudiger has been shooting a lot of long-range efforts in general. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is what makes him good. I mean, Jorginho, his uh, defensive awareness, let's call it, it's what we lack, actually. Especially with bigger teams like Liverpool City, etc., we need him still. So I do agree with, I think it was, I'm not sure if Manuel or uh, Abdul who said that we need to start maybe uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and, and uh, Giorgino, uh, because Giorgino can be the defensive monster, but then Ruben Loftus-Cheek is kind of like a Kovacic, but Kovacic, on steroids, yeah. you know? He's much <laughs> taller, much more physical. He's also fluid on the transition display, and uh, he's, he's done really good with Lille, as we discussed in the previous episode. He was really mm-hmm. smooth mm, defensively and attackingly, so I think he should start alongside Georgina. Fair point. So, but do, how about the Burnley match? What do you think? Because after Luton, we have Burnley next, and in the space of three days, so it's going to be really... What do you guys think? Yeah, you see Burnley, yeah? Mm-hmm. Let us, let us get, give them the best squad and finish them yeah, the match will be difficult, man. The because, match will be difficult. Because right now, yeah, we can't actually even joke in the Premier League because Man U and Arsenal are actually coming. Yeah, we have Man some U, games. Man. 
we have so yeah we have some games in hand but like we can't joke because we're in the third position and we actually want to secure our Champions League spot. So we shouldn't joke with the Premier League now, even though we have other competitions, yeah? But at the same time, we shouldn't take that for granted because we never know what might happen. So I feel like we should rest some players for Luton. Then on against Burnley, we should like give them a very tough match and we should try to just seal the win to increase our... Our, our gap between Mario and Arsenal right now because I see those boys coming coming for us, but I fear I fear I fear not Mario and Arsenal. Yeah, I don't think we I don't think we need to. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I don't think we need to be worried about them. I think uh, that's okay. It's okay. No, I said I, I I think we'll be we'll finish third. I think we'll finish third. I think we'll, we'll be good enough to finish third. No, I feel like Liverpool will start losing all their matches and they'll just just lose everything. I have been praying for Liverpool to lose all their matches. I don't know if it's because of the final, but we are, I don't like Liverpool anymore. Yeah, so we pray for second, if not third. We can accomplish it. <laughs> so, but I, I, it'll be it'll be a grave. It'll be really difficult to finish uh, second, though, in my opinion. But let's see. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. I was gonna ask you guys the top four predictions, but I don't want to dwell in too much. So let's not do predictions again because the last time we did predictions, it didn't come out as planned. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Well, th- there's, one, there's one point you guys are missing from Burnley, wh- yeah. which I agree with Abdul. We need to put our best team ever because their last seven displays, they won against Spurs. They, uh, they lost only 1-0 uh, to Liverpool. They drawn two men United 1-1 and finally 0-0 against Arsenal. So they've been a half-decent team. So it's like the your your typical uh, banana skin, you know. You you think yeah, it's easy, it's a walk in the park, but then suddenly you you lose or draw to them, just like we drawn one one. Even though back then we were much more informed in the Premier League compared to nowadays. So I think we need to put our best team. So this goes hand in hand in saying that we need to rest our bigger players for the Luton game since it's uh, first. And then for the Burnley game, we need to put like your your big boys like Kante's, uh, Mendy, uh, I don't know, uh, Kai Havertz, and yeah, everyone. Yeah. I think that to avoid this banana yeah. skin, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, I was gonna ask you guys um, before. I know we we moved on from the Carabao Cup, but I just wanna just a funny question: Who were you most like frightened when they picked up the ball and about to shoot? Who like gave you like no confidence at all? Timo, Who were you so scared? <laughs> <laughs> I think to me it was Chaloba actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because because really... I mean he's very young. He has little experience, especially in a big final with the nerves. I mean you saw how how stressed his face looked. I mean okay, yeah. Werner cannot finish, but he's been through this before compared to Chaloba. Well, I think he, I don't know if he it's almost his, missed, his first uh, final. He always missed, you know. He always yeah, missed. indeed, indeed. But he scored, hey, same with uh, Chalaba. But that was the moment where I'm like, that's it. It's going to fly <laughs> high. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. But uh, Manuel, you said you didn't watch at all, right? You didn't watch any. Yeah, game. I didn't watch. But for me, the only person I was scared for was this guy, uh, Rudiger. Because you know how wow. he, like, Rudiger is like a monster or some beast. You see, he can go like he wants to tear the net or anything. And before you're like, mm-hmm. Oops. For me, I only saw the notification. Immediately, I turned on my data and I saw the notification. Rudiger was mm-hmm. so like, wow. I was like, wow, Rudiger. And I was really happy as well. I mean, I was frightened when Werner p- came up as well. But I can relate to the Rudiger one as well. Okay, so so what do you guys think? Um, 
in terms of um, being of our strikers being clinical, what do you think can happen? This is Ubi's question actually. What do you guys think can happen? For for our strikers. Yeah, I our attacking players be more clinical. What do you I think? I think it's only one person that can come into the team and make that change right now. Which no, everyone, but, everyone no, is think, saying. Uh huh. Is it? Yeah. No, sorry. I said, no, so you think it's a signing? Is a signing problem? You think I, I was thinking maybe like a coaching problem? But carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. No, no, I don't think it's the coach. The coach's problem. Mm. It, it's like our attack is saying. Eh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like when, like okay, let me use this word. Like they are not decisive. Like when mm. it's time to shoot, then they want to give a pass. You get mm. it. Mm-hmm. So for me. Only one player that can come into this team and that team will change. Or let me even say two players that I think, I believe, surely they will come to. Okay. Who were they? Hazard and, Hazard and Dembele. <laughs> Everyone is Dembele, Dembele is finished. But bro, the guy, he has speed. Left-footed mm-hmm. player who can cross, do everything with, with his weak foot, dribble, everything. The guy is good, man. Like, I just need Dembele in our team. That's okay. But he's injury prone. I'd rather have Joan Felix, but uh, he's injury prone, though. That's the problem. What do oh, Joan Felix, too, is good. Joan Felix, yeah. too, is good. But let's see what happened. Because for me, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a news that Dembele wanted to come to Chelsea, but he said, like, he wants to be free agent. So, like, they wouldn't, uh, it okay. wouldn't affect his salary. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. But Ubi, what do you think? I'll I'll come to Abdul now. Abdul, actually. Ubi, what do you think? Well, I think it all comes back to the the, the mental state of our players. Because, like, let's make it simple. Forget Chelsea, forget the matches. For example, us as, you know, young adults, let's call it, and, you know, in our day-to-day life, say you're, for example, I don't know, playing a video game, having fun, competitively online if you have a good mentality you're you're gonna do well you know because you can focus right you have no pressure you're chill you're cool you have composure which is what we lack in my opinion and composure comes when you have a good mentality a good state of uh, mental health mental health etc but when you don't have that of course you're gonna stress you're gonna rush you're gonna be scared and when you you come one on one against the goalkeeper, similar to Mason Mount yesterday, his second chance, as I explained earlier, you're gonna miss it because you're you, you have no composure because you're mentally not there. You know, I'm not saying mentally in case of like you have some mental illness. No, it's just about focusing, being cool, being composed, just yeah. trusting in yourself, having more confidence. I think this is the key because, uh, as Manuel said, it's not about the coach or anything. I don't think our players lack training abilities. In fact, they train really well. Our coaches world class and everything. It just has to come back to the mental state of the players. Who knows? Maybe they're distorted because of the <laughs> the Lukaku pro- propaganda. You know? Who knows? I mean, what goes behind closed doors, right? But yeah, this is what we need: composure and trusting in ourselves. Well, in this case, uh, in the Damn Chelsea, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Abdul, do you want to let's segue into? So, yeah. I mean, what do you think? How do you think we can be more clinical? Our attacking players, because it goes back to that Madrid match, that one that we played at Stanford Bridge. Remember, we scored a goal yeah. by Vernon, and then we had too many chances to kill off the game, but we eventually did it. 
But you know, in recent days, it's not been like that. What do you think is the problem? Our attacking players. I I won't say us buying another player to add to our attack will actually change anything because I can't lie. If we add to our attack, we don't know if it will be better or worse. But I can say that our players, to be honest, we're not playing with a, a dominant striker, somebody that is a striker. We're playing with mm-hmm. somebody that isn't and that is mostly a false nine. So to, for us to be more clinical is to find a way to work around what we have, if you understand. Yeah. Get, get Harvard more training into scoring goals. Being positioning as a striker since Lukaku is not the one for us. Let's try to train Harvard to be in certain positions a striker should be in, score certain goals a striker should score, add his body up, get him a little bit of strength so that he can be like strong enough to hold back players, then work on our wings, find ways that we can maybe is it that we work on our aerial balls or we work on our low crosses or something. Because Chelsea, if it's not Rhys James crossing the ball, to be honest, Rhys James or ZH, oh, we will no, not have... Don't forget Aspie. Don't forget Aspie. Yeah, yeah, Aspie too, but let's say Rhys James, ZH, we wouldn't be sure that, okay, for sure this ball is going to, to land on somebody's head you get. Like, we don't have that kind of confidence in all of our other players, if not those two. Um, I can say that we are actually good attacking wise but what we have is enough our finishing we need to okay. train Harvard to like finish better like get into he's already a good finisher yeah but like give him that extra extra lesson give him that extra push you get to to be aware of his surroundings as a striker more less less than the false nine if you understand what i mean make him yeah. make him aware as a striker not a false nine but I mean, this I want to segue because you said something very strong. I want to segue into the next question now. So, in terms of uh, when our academy players come back now, do you think we can trust and rely on our Gallagher, um, Broja, for example? These two. I want to mention Gilmore, but I think Gilmore will still go back on loan, in my opinion. But I mean, these two, Broja and um, Gallagher, because I mean, Broja is a striker anyway, so I feel like he's he'll be he'll suit our game. So that even make Harvard's you know, more... Yeah, that would make Havertz more versatile, I guess. Because I feel like yeah. Broja... What do you think? I mean, what do you think, Broja? Yeah, Broja, I've not actually watched him play a lot, but I've seen him a little. Um, If he is a striker, yeah, he, we should bring him back. We should... um, We should we should give him a go. Try him a little bit, yeah? See if he might be the uh, missing key to our... to our... our distance. Because I feel like if we didn't sell Tammy Abraham here yeah, and he was mm-hmm. still in Chelsea, he would have been a better... No. Better, to be honest, he would have been better <laughs> than Lukaku. He would have been Controversial. Than, he would have no. been better than... Let's no. not lie to him. Dan Lukaku, no. look at Manuel, Tammy what Abraham. Manuel, what do you think? Manuel, what do you think? For me, I think we need Boja. No, I mean about Tammy. What he said about Boja. Tammy Abraham, I mean. What do you think? What he said about Tammy Abraham? Tammy Abraham, bro, see, let's forget about Tammy Abraham. That's a different league that you are seeing Tammy Abraham in right now. Abdul. <laughs> you ah, get it? Yeah. Like That's I don't a know why. See, yeah. I've always liked me, but I can't... I'll no, actually you, go it's, 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 you, Do you know something? Before yeah. you come into Tammy Abraham, just look at Lukaku at Inter. He is <laughs> yeah. No, I'm you not busy with off 
in Roma. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, finish your point, yeah. Uh-huh. While he was in Chelsea. Nevertheless, you can't say Tam Abraham didn't do a lot when he was in Chelsea, to be honest. He did a lot. You can't but say he was maybe... bad in Chelsea because he actually did do something for us, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can't say he was bad. At the same time, you can't say he was too good, but he was mm-hmm. he was there when Chelsea needed him sometimes, yeah? I, so, I, I highly disagree. What are you saying? Defense. With that last, with just that part where he was there when we needed him, I highly okay. disagree. Obviously, because I remember, not, not, but like he was there when he was supposed to score some matches when he was. You are, okay, Tammy Abraham should get a goal in this match. He got that goal in that match. If you hear what I mean, what are you saying? You know what? I can let me give you examples. Huh? Remember that yeah. time we were chasing top four. We were chasing yeah. top four, and then we had to rely on Giroud. Then that time, where, if you remember Chelsea, Tottenham, and Stafford Bridge, where he had so many headers, like three, three. Main headers and then Giroud missed his own chance. That was that was that time. It was Chelsea Tottenham. I think it ended nil nil. Yeah, he had so many chances to score and he didn't score. So that's just off my head. But I feel when we needed him, he wasn't really there. Especially at top exa- four. That's top four one is my best example. We cannot but, yeah. also now be like judging him too much because at the same time, he he is young. If you understand, okay. he's not he's not the most experienced striker ever. He was he was just starting. So he mm-hmm. wouldn't be as as good as all the likes of Giroud and the rest. He was getting yeah. there. And mm-hmm. when he was supposed to like score, he did. Tammy was never a bad player in my I, I to be honest, I feel like okay. if we had given okay. Tammy more time, yeah. maybe he might have been better. But we would never know now because he he has left. To be honest. <laughs> to come back another day. But Manuel, carry on, yeah. You have something to say. So, you see, right now, let's see Tammy and Broja. Look at yes. what Broja is doing. Broja mm-hmm. can control ball. He has to do that this thing. Footwork to dribble a defender to try mm-hmm. and do something. Strength. Do you think uh, this guy, uh, Tamir Brown at Chelsea, he can do that? Nope. That's where nope. you, got, you, you need to know that, okay, you have to give Broja. Look at what Broja did to uh, this guy, Harry Maguire. Yeah. Look at me. If I'm, if I'm watching Broja play, Broja and Kalaga, I say like, wow. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, you <laughs> have future. If yeah. we don't know, we make any mistakes selling to these two players, mm-hmm. we will regret yeah. it. True, true. We will let, regret let, it. Let Ubi be the judge. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? About what Abdul said about Tammy Abraham and then comparing him to Broja. What do you think? I mean, look, Tammy Abraham, I just have mixed feelings about him because sometimes he's been really amazing for us. Other times he just misses sitters. You just don't understand him. I'm actually glad he left because right now we have uh, Broja. Uh, he's he's similarly, you know, like uh, from our academy, etc. He's been less proven to be reliable compared to uh, Tammy Abraham. But I mm-hmm. think his display at Southampton it really suits the 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 way that uh, Tuchel plays, especially mm-hmm. with Kai Havertz. If you think about it, they can interchange. Maybe Kai Havertz yeah. can go to the wing, and then Broja yeah. can be the the striker, and vice versa yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's good. Good. The, the the good thing about Broja is that his versatility it really really suits Chelsea, and he's really tall, which is one of and the strong. important characteristics of a striker. Yeah. Exactly. Strong exactly. and fast as well. And similarly to to uh, Gallagher, I think if he comes back. He's gonna be the long term, uh, the long term replacement for Kante, and further down the line to Jorginho because these both of them 
are getting older, especially Kante. I think yeah. uh, there's a rumor that we might sell him to PSG for like 60 odd million. If that's the case, okay, I'm never with selling Kante. He's actually one mm-hmm. of my favorite players of Chelsea. But sure. if we can recoup 60 million and then invest it into our academy or like buying someone we actually need, why not? Because we have now uh, Gallagher and of course the academy at Cobham proved that they always produce quality players. I mean, just look at Mason Mount. Literally one example. Mason Mount, Fikayo Tomori, Tammy Abraham, Rhys James, and much, much more. And if you want to go back in the, in a day, John Terry. I mean, and this I, guy, I really uh, trust to our academy. Uh, that guy in uh, Bayern right now, Musala or something. something. Musala, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the German dude. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he Chelsea Academy? Yeah, Yeah. he used to be. Really? Yes. Yes. Who let him go? Look at Declan Rice as well. That's another example. Oh my God! I can't believe that guy was. This guy at Atlanta or where they say Palisic or something, something. Oh yeah, Palisic. Yeah, we had him for like eight years. Never used him. He's not too bad. From myself, when you you say that a player will play for a club, he's loaned that. He doesn't have to have so much pressure on him if you get and it's so that lumpy. Yeah, so, true, true. so if you say um Bruja will come back now and he starts playing for Chelsea, yeah, you're not going mm-hmm. to think that he's not going to be as free as he is in Southampton right now. In Southampton, he doesn't have much to lose. All he knows mm-hmm. that he gets in, he enters there and he does his absolute best. He plays football mm-hmm. the way he does. But once you come to play for a big club like Chelsea, Man U, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. especially coming from the academy with so much expectations, that thing mm-hmm. can weigh down on you. So I feel like we shouldn't put too much pressure on him coming back. We should just make him feel at home, feel like he's just coming yeah. to do what he normally does, yeah. if you understand. I mean, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, Good I'm point, man. I'm, I'm but, with you too. Like, <laughs> I think this is why preseason exists. You know, we can yeah. give them a chance, and I'm sure Tuchel has enough experience Much to pressure. determine. And sometimes football yeah. pressure is a very wicked something. It can actually. But he played. Yeah, he played in preseason. He even scored against Bournemouth. Exactly. But, yeah, but, but I mean, he wasn't yeah, brilliant right, enough yeah, right. back then That's compared like, to now. Like now, when when you say preseason, yeah, exactly preseason, he plays for Chelsea. He doesn't have yeah. much. He just calls, yeah. goes and he does what he has to do. But when you're saying you're playing in a Champions League final for starting for yeah. Chelsea yeah. As, yeah. as a coming player, obviously your expectations are going to be higher than none. And you give yeah. him on him, it's going yeah, to but, be shared. But so you can I grow, think. you can grow as a player. Look at Rashford now. It depends, like you can choke and you can grow. So it's like 50 50. But like we shouldn't pressure him. To be like Fair enough. that man, yeah, Fair that enough. main man. He Fair should enough. just be doing what he normally does: play football for fun, as he does always. If you get what Fair I mean. Enough. All right, Abdul. Let me ask you this question: because you didn't talk about Gallagher, do you think Gallagher will score those chances Mount missed yesterday? We are not. We are not. Oh, I'm not opposing anything against <laughs> Mount. Stop! 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 I want you to say, man. <laughs> Let me go to let me go to Manuel then. Manuel, what do you think? Do you think Gallagher will score those two goals? Mount those two chances Mount Mount missed. Gallagher can convert one inside. Yeah, especially that last one, right? Yes. Yeah. Everybody yes. Abdul... converted that last one. Inside. <laughs> what are we going to do with that Gallagher Mount? <laughs> any player in midfield that he would have scored that. Every, it's not everybody that it's not every day that is Christmas. 
Some days you just oh. have that off day. And but why didn't he score? Yesterday wasn't for this guy. Yeah, Mount. Yesterday was not for Mount. So. But is yeah. it cup like is a cup final league yet? Like, you, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not a football player. This, yeah, but... this is nature. Okay, this is nature. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. can't know the day that will be your day, and you can't know the day like that. Will, that will not be your day. You can't cheat nature. Nature will tell you yeah. it's not your day, no matter but, how. Let it be World Cup final. Exactly. One day for you, one day against you, right? If you had asked Mount at the beginning of that match, if he would have scored any chance that was given to him, obviously he would have said yes. But Mm -hmm. as he entered the match, he he saw something different. He couldn't convert any chance. So it's not (laughs) as if it's him. It's just football, really. That's how it is. That's how life is. But if it was Lukaku, would we be saying the same thing? Me, I know I would. If it was Lukaku, exactly. When you're saying the likes of Mount and Lukaku, look at the experience background. Like, if it was Lukaku, you expect Lukaku to calm down, hold that ball, fire it, place it, or do something. But when you see Mount, it's not uh-huh. as if he has the experience to, okay, well, when he, has, he, has he, seen, he shoots uh, at uh-huh. he should score. He's not, you're not meant to give Mount that high of an expectation. Well, unless uh-huh. he has years and years of football, you get. If Mount uh-huh. was like, like 28 right now, yeah? After like five years playing professional football, making a name for himself, and he was good here, and he missed that chance in the final. Obviously, I wouldn't be saying this right now. I'd be like saying, like, why wouldn't he score that after so much years of experience? Why is he? But like, you get what I mean. If it was Lukaku that missed that thing now, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to be honest. Because it's Lukaku, but still, I would have been angry at him that so much experience has gone to waste, and he can't convert one of the easiest chances in a final. Me, I like. Mason Mount a lot. I like Frank Lampard a lot, but I that match was down to Mount. Mount, I have to criticize him for that, in my opinion. Because, I mean, he has played in Euro final, he has played in Champions League final, FIFA Club World Cup final. So, like, I mean, again, it's, you know, it's not, it's easier said than done, but I feel like that match was specifically on Mount. If you want to criticize anybody, Mount and Pulisic, especially Mount, but not Kepa. But okay, two words to You know, at a point, I forgot Pulisic was in that match. <laughs> no, you get out of position again. That's why people are out angry with Mount. Like, I couldn't even understand where Pulisic was. Like, I realized that this when I only realized he was still on the pitch when he was getting substituted off. Because uh-huh. I think we see Pulisic in that match. Unlike when we played Leo that the other day, I could see Pulisic everywhere on that pitch. But like, yeah, he, he, he didn't. He didn't play in his preferred position. That's yeah. my own defense for him. But now we can see that playing Pulisic in another position, actually brings more difficulty to him. So I feel like our coach should change thing in that and play him often where he is supposed to be played. You get like, now yeah. we are realizing Pulisic yeah. in position is not the Pulisic we know, but Pulisic yeah. in position is the one he's both. Yes. True, true. Mm. Ubi, Ubi, what do you have to say to Abdul's point? He, he makes a fair point, right? I mean, I'm not sure, to be honest. I see it differently, especially about Pulisic. Like, I'll have to disagree about something that the first half was not bad. If you if you think about it, he's the one who laid off the ball to Havertz and then Havertz crossed it to Mount and then Mount missed it. I'm talking about the first uh, chance that Mount missed it. So mm-hmm. And he made a good run. And he was actually playing as a number 10, so just behind the striker, which is maybe it's not his preferred position. His preferred is on the left wing. But also he was not very much off positioned. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. he had an okay game. Of course, compared to the Lille game, he was not as solid. I have to say yeah. this. 
but mm. he was not uh, crap. Like I would give him an easy six and a half for me, uh, for Pulisic. So yeah, I, I this is my opinion in the end. Mm. Manuel, what do you think? Mm. Well, for me right now, <laughs> it's like I'm lost. Can you come again? I don't know. No, in regards to Pulisic, like you know, we feel like Pulisic doesn't really play in his uh, preferred position, but. I mean, in the match yesterday, compared to like, you know, he doesn't really play in the profile. What do you think? Like, does, is, that, is that reason to be to have a low <laughs> performance or something? Polisic. I love Polisic. Like, I will tell you the day I started loving Polisic. That was Chelsea mm-hmm. against uh, Liverpool. Like, <laughs> yeah. for France Lampard's time. When he takes yeah. five Liverpool defenders down, mm-hmm. that was where I started liking Polisic. Yeah. But Polisic is one person, like, when you play him out of position, he will like he will struggle a little bit and he will try uh-huh. to give his possible best. And but when you play him in his favorite position, like he will, he will like he will amaze you, like he will surprise you. Yeah. So yesterday, I don't know, I don't know what. See, let's just say this: yesterday wasn't our game. Like we should just accept it. Uh, I disagree. I mean, I guess it was luck and all that, but if Mount scored. Sometimes, sometimes that's we cannot say Mount God would have won. <laughs> no, let me let me say, yeah, this. would have won. Stop attacking Mount. He's I'm not attacking. I'm just Mount saying. No, I'm, I'm being. I'm trying to be real because I know if it was Lukaku, I know how much I was going to Lukaku. So I'm trying to be real as well. Mount messed us up in that match. Simple as that. Yeah, for me. Like, that's why I love Thomas Tuchel. He's very honest. Like, he will tell you about the game. He said, in this game, man, sometimes luck favors you. Sometimes it will favor your opponent. Look at, look at, look at all the three goals they say offside. If luck were to be by our side, what do you think? Mm-hmm. All those goals wouldn't have been offside. So it's not our yeah. thing. We should, just, we should just accept it and, like, okay, me, I'll allow everybody to criticize who they want. Like, how I'm also criticizing Kepa. That he intentionally did all that he did, so I would think it's it will be very fair. Everyone criticize the person they want to. So, yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, guys, before I round up, who is the player of the season for you so far? Let's come to Abdul. Uh, oh, no, let's come to Ubi because Ubi has been quiet for. Let's come to Ubi. Ubi, who has been? Yes, I like your. I like your. I like your Ubi's um Ubi's thoughts before mine. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, it's a difficult question, you know, because I can't just single-handedly say oh, this player is the best. But I think so I have to give it to. Wait, let me say a thing. I think it has to be Kante. Like this might be so controversial, wow. but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because he's been correcting our mistakes. It's mm-hmm. what I like is when you don't notice the player is there, but at the same time, he's everywhere, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Kante. Just look at his <laughs> display against Lille. I mean, he didn't have the best uh, um, display against uh, Liverpool, to be honest. But against Lille, he was everywhere. Like, it's what I talked in the previous episode. Like, he was, for a man of his height, he has an amazing reach. And every time our midfield or defenders mess up, you see Kante popping up, cleaning up their mistakes. He doesn't score, but when he does score, he scores bangers. Like that goal against Leicester City, if you remember, early on in the season. Just he banged with his left foot from outside the box where Schmeichel could not do anything. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. man, like it has to be Conte. It has to to be Conte for me. 
in my opinion. Ungolo, Ungolo, Ungolo. Kante. Exactly. He had a chance yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he yeah, was yeah. off target. Like, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, so, yeah. so now I can <laughs> see my own player. Like, okay, our player of the season. Uh, For you, so to, far. I have to go with Kante as well because mm. <laughs> I would have gone with Kovacic, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. when Kante came back from injury, yeah, you can see the difference between him not being yeah. on the pitch and him mm. being on the pitch. Like, you can mm. see it. It's not even something you should hide. Like, there's a difference when he plays for us. Yeah, unlike probably, when some players be first by now. Yeah, so it's not as if I'm just saying it over what Ubi said, because but like you have to just look at it from when he plays and when he doesn't play. When Kante yeah. doesn't play for us, there's a, there's such there's a missing key in our team. But when um, once he's on the pitch, yeah, there's you can see that we have that that momentum, that flow, and we have so much trust in Kante that we know that okay. Even if we're going out to attack and he's at the back, we know that, okay, something is not going to be all bad. Something will come out of him being there. You get, we have that trust in Kante. And he just, Fair he just gives us that 100 over 100. You get that yeah, faith, yeah. that, that distance. So Kante for me as well. I was going to say, Ubi, like, I mean, he, he, against Liverpool, he didn't, he had a decent game, but not up to Kante standard. But, you know, I agree with you. Um, I'll say for me, I'll say Thiago Silva. But, Manuel, what do you think? Who, who has been Chelsea player for you so far this season? It's in between two players. Like one person mm-hmm. you just mentioned right now, Thiago Silva. Mm-hmm. And Thiago. Let's appreciate our goalkeeper. Like Messi. Yeah, Messi. Yeah, true, true. True, yeah. actually. True. It, yeah. it's for me. Especially after yesterday. <laughs> yes. 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 So for me, I would think let's give it to Mendy. Mendy, right? Yeah, Mendy's a fresh out. But I think what... Thiago Silva is doing is just incredible, man. The level, like, he wasn't even this good has, last season. Has, last season, he was not this good. Honestly. He wasn't even I this feel good like last season. better this season because of, like, the way we have opened up our hearts to him. We even start, <laughs> Most players, when they come to Chelsea, they don't sing songs for them. But, like, Thiago Silva came to Chelsea. The first season was, they already made first a song. Day. Chanting his it name, was, everything. It was a, first, it was a popular yeah. song, man. First day. And it's like Hugh Maldini signed for us, you know? He was a legend. Yeah, true, true, true. I would say felt, since he changed... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karen, he, sorry, Karen. He, he felt so free since he came to Chelsea. And he has... Yeah, we have taken him as ours. He, had, he, yeah. had, he didn't have to spend so much time before we started loving him for the footballer he is, you get. He has mm-hmm. always... Top, he has always top class. Yeah. Top class. So, exactly. For me, I would say... He became better once once he changed from Nike to Puma. I love Nike, but once he changed from Nike to Puma, he became yeah. A lot of people have been changing to Puma nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If Puma just you know, but I hope Kai Havertz remains in Nike. Sure, but no, yes. no. But yeah, Kai I mean, Havertz is, he's 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 good in Nike. He's fine in Nike. Sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. But I mean, ever since Thiago Silva went from Nike to Puma, he has just been different class. Maybe it actually brings out it brings out the speed in you. <laughs> very cliche <laughs> very cliche fair point so yeah okay let's talk about let's talk about let's give us okay oh um, Ubi talked about um Kante's uh, contract situation Georgina and Kante their contracts are expanding in 2023 do you think we should sell them or we should you know keep them what do you guys think you know we should we should basically uh, hello I think I think that's okay yeah okay Manuel can you answer the question what do you think like in regards to 
Kante's contract might expire soon. That's that power. Jorginho's contract. I love Jorginho. So, your network went off. But okay, carry on, yeah. Yeah, I love Jorginho, yeah. I love uh-huh. Jorginho, yeah. But like, uh-huh. I feel like his time with Chelsea might come to an end soon. But we should at uh-huh. least keep him for another season. He shouldn't be sold like we didn't want him again. He should be yeah. on his own basis. Like, let him live with something. Like, he shouldn't live angry with the club. He should live happy that he played for Chelsea. You get. Yeah, Not like half point, of sure. So, he should How be happy. Can't so, can't we should never sell Kante. Huh? Yeah. Even for 60 million. Even for 60 million. He should be with us till he retires. Kante shouldn't be sold. <laughs> Even for 60 million, fair enough. Mano, what do you think? So, both of their contracts are coming off. What do you think? For me, you see, before you take some decisions like that, you have to ask mm-hmm. yourself the player who is coming in, can he so, play them? I'm hearing Declan Rice and Shumeni. Oh, for Shumeni, me, Declan right? Rice, when you give Declan Rice Georgino's position, he's going to play perfect. Mm. That would be my number one. Like target if we are going to let Jorginho go, mm-hmm. then have to bring in Declan uh, Rice. What look at the Euros? How Declan Rice played? You see, he was playing with uh, this guy Messi Mount. So you just look at the energy that he has, and his best friend is Messi Mount. So you just imagine having uh, Messi Mount and Declan Rice on the field. Like he, it will bring out his uh, like the best in him to perform better. So for me, if we we'll let uh, Jorginho go, is it will be good idea we bring in uh, this guy, uh, the Clarice. To claim the Clarice will be quite of it. It will be a challenge because I heard yeah, that that's the problem. Other clubs, other clubs are actually no, looking. No, no, he wants to come to Chelsea. That's an, it's obviously, the fee. but he wants to come to Chelsea. Like, the fees, West Ham too are not going to just willingly let Declan go because I don't really think they have another solution to Dec- him leaving. So, I mean, if they take 100 million for him, they will let course, him go. Of course, yeah. Of course. Obviously, but but at the same time, at the same time, should we be spending up to 100 million? Yeah, that's the only problem I have. It's too expensive. I mean, he's young, you know, I know that. I mean, he's proven to be a good player in the Premier League, which, let's be real, it's not an easy thing because look at Werner. He was an amazing goal scorer in Leipzig and he came to us and he was a flop. Same with Lukaku and many others. So the fact <laughs> that you're proven to be a good player in the Premier League, and actually, following up on my point that I mentioned earlier, if you notice, when I said something mm-hmm. about Jorginho, that good thing about him, he drops to centre-back whenever mm-hmm. Rudiger goes goes up. And yeah. since Rice can play comfortably as a centre-back or as a midfielder, as a holding midfielder, this mm-hmm. is an amazing role. So I do agree with Manuel about this point. He would be very fluid in our uh, you know, um, team. And that's why we should let go of Georgina. Whereas Kante, he's irreplaceable. There isn't a single player, in my opinion, that can replace Kante. Don't tell me you're Casemiro, you're Chawameni, you're whoever. Mm. Nobody can replace Ngolo Kante. Even if he's mm. 35 years old. I mean, look at uh, Thiago Silva. He's 37. Yeah. And he's really world class. Yeah. I yeah. think Kante must stay at Chelsea if he wants. If he doesn't want, I think Chelsea should give him a four hundred thousand pound a week. I don't care, but he has to stay, man. If he goes, yeah. we're in the mud, in my opinion. Like, if he goes, you, it's you, the end of us. People uh, think that we have one kind of special replacement for Angola, but we don't. No matter who, yeah, we, we don't. Don't. We don't. There's no. 
there is no person that can change. He's him. unique. He's unique. He is just exactly. He's just different. He's just different. But okay, what do you guys think of a midfield? Conor Gallagher, Declan Rice, um, with Mason in that pitch. What do you think that could work for us? Uh, mm, I think it's too yeah. defensive, isn't it? So to be honest, actually, so actually, yeah. So if we sell Eugenio, we bring Declan Rice. Obviously, uh-huh. you guys think Conor Gallagher should come back, yeah. So yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be that would be something for us to think about, yeah, because who plays with who? Because but never, never to forget, we still have left to check, and we might still have Kovacic by the side. I, I I think Ruben will leave or on loan or something. I think he will leave. But should That's we still be sending Ruben on loan after? I mean, you see, Ruben, we, when Ruben we talked about playing. it in the first episode. So, yeah. But Karen, when, Ruben is, Karen. When, Ruben, when Ruben is playing, do you know the player that I see? True. Yeah, I see yeah. Hazard. When Ruben is playing. See, yeah, okay. he's dribbling. Cool dribbling, bro. But it's not better than Kovacs, though. It's not better than Kovacs' dribble. Kovacs, yeah. Kovacs is good. Like, he dribbles with speed and other stuff and like his his true balls are like perfect i love mm-hmm. it the way he gave his true balls look uh which ball that he gave some true ball and we use that ball to score um i think uh, lukaku oh, against Aston yes, Villa. yes 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 and look at yesterday to the true ball that he gave so for me in the midfield i think if you want to be scoring goals from two balls we have to be keeping a coverage yeah, you have to be, you have to be true. I agree. I feel like Kovacic, if if Kovacic and Kante didn't get injured, I feel we'll still be in the title race by now. So, yeah. yeah. This is what it is. Okay, so finally, guys, let's. Uh, Ubi, I didn't even ask you. What do you think about like the contract situation? Have you answered it already? Yeah, yeah, I did. I said uh, that we apologies, should let yeah. go of Jorginho and all That's that. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Apologies. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys. Okay, just a random question. If Lampard wasn't Everton's manager, right? Do you think he'll be? Do you think he'll make a good scout for us? You know how Czech is working at the club as a technical director, sports technical director. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think sports technical yeah. director. Yeah. I yeah, do you think sure. Lampard? Do you think if Lampard wasn't working at Everton, do you think he'd make sense as like the head scout, scouting guy for us? Because I mean, he seems to have like good judgment on players. Yeah, I think he would be amazing, especially at Cobham. He has, he already, he's the one actually who trusted Fikayo Tomori, Mason Mount, Abraham, Rhys James when we had the transfer ban, which means Thiago he Silva. not only trusts, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think prior to yeah, Thiago yeah, yeah. Silva, I mean. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. he has a good vision in players. Of course, he was mm-hmm. an amazing midfielder himself, a goal scorer, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not to say the least. But I think for this reason alone, he loves Chelsea. He's good. He has good connections from the inside. I think he would have been a good, uh, what do you said, um, scout, technical scout. director? Oh, well, yeah, no, scout, scout. Sorry, scout, scout. apologies. Yeah, scout. Exactly. He would be an amazing scout, and I think we should have him. But hey, he has to be. He wants to be a manager, so it's too late for us, <laughs> I guess. It's too late. Yeah. And he he's actually very good with like players. Like he can convince a player to like to join the club. Like he he showed that he did with some players that he brought in during his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I he I think he would do great if that was the case. To be honest, so, Manuel, what do you think? If like um if um Lampard was Lampard, Lampard, Lampard was, if he, yeah, 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 you could have he, done some. Yes, if Lampard were to be there, 
like we're gonna do a better scout. Like he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Scouts. I mean, he he brought in Thiago Silva, man. I mean, I don't yes. know who gave yes. him that idea, but and even think... look at this guy, Kai yeah. Havertz. Uh huh. Yeah. The price the price tag was very high, but still, this man was in like interested in the guy. Like yeah, he the guy very much. Ben so you can see, like well. yes. Like you can see that, like he has some foresight that, like, no one has when it comes to true. players. Like, yes. True, true. And like, finally, to be there. Finally, be let's player. let's end it on Lampard. So, do you think? Do you guys think Everton will get relegated or they'll survive? Oh, they'll surely survive. From you survive. think so? Yeah, you think, but they're really down. low, though. Ubi, what do you think? They're really low, though. What do you think? They're really. I think low, they have really a good low. chance of staying because I watched their game against Man City and they've done really amazing. They were unfortunate to lose one 0 but other than that, they they really play nice attacking football. So if they keep their heads up, I think they can stay. Similar to Aston Villa, I, I don't remember. Was it last season or two seasons ago where they stayed in in the last second or so? So they, they can be better than that Aston Villa that struggled to stay in the Premier League. So I believe they will stay. Fingers crossed. Because of Lampard. Because I don't know here, oh, Lampard is a shit manager, blah, blah, blah. So I want him to do well. So no, I guess he next will do episode, well. <laughs> well. Perhaps next episode we'll talk more about Lampard. But yeah. yeah but when is Chelsea good. Everton? When is Chelsea Everton, by the way? I don't know. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, it would be, nice to... be a very tense match. That would I mean, be 30th, 30th April. Okay, nice. Because he, he did well against Guardiola, right? I don't know if you guys watched the match, but he did well against Guardiola. Tactically. tactically. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be good. And I see Tuchel versus Lampard. That would be nice. Super Ooh, Frankie yeah. Lampard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there are these, these games that I can predict if Everton is going to win. Like, it's a prediction. Yeah. They'll win yeah. against Wolves, Newcastle, and Watford. And I think they can play draw against West, West Ham. So... You'll have a high chance of staying. We'll find out. We'll find out. I love Wolves, though, but we'll find out. I love Wolves, yeah. but we'll find out. Yeah. So, guys, on that note, thank you for coming. It was great to have you guys. A very nice conversation we had. And, Manuel, I hope we can have you again. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. If I have the chance. When are we coming back again? Uh, next week. We'll let you know, don't worry. Okay. Okay. Here's everyone. Abdul, make yeah. sure Mason yeah, won't let you down, but <laughs> <laughs> Mason let you down, but it's okay, don't worry. Hopefully, hopefully we win FA Cup and uh, Champions League final. So yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. And Ubi, always man. So great to have you. So thanks for you. having me again, man. It's such a fun. I know we took long this time, but to me at least, I'm talking about myself here. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> it's such a pleasure, man. And again, thanks for having me. It felt great. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers nice man. thing. Good to have you guys. And take care of us all. All right. You thank too, you, man. Take care. Obi, till next time again. Yeah, man. See you next time. <laughs>